Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Chattanooga, Tennessee, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Howdy, y'all. Down there in Chattanooga. Well, here's what's crazy. I'm technically okay. in, in Whitwell, Tennessee. Okay. And here's something wild that I've never experienced. We are literally on the border of central and eastern time interesting so within the state it changes within the state within the two miles it changes so there's a giant clock over here which says whitwell time and a giant clock which says chattanooga time so we're we're up in a mountain on the tennessee river when we go down this mountain your phone will change in about two miles wow which is like it's kind of weird because the you know chattanooga the city were about 30 minutes outside like 20 miles outside of chattanooga that's all eastern time but whitwell is central time now explain to the dirt balls and myself because i don't know what is the occasion what why are you in whitwell just to go to the lookouts game no not not just the lookouts game uh we wanted to check out the reds double a team you know new ballpark and just get away that's, that's the lookouts that's the lookouts Okay. Uh, my hat, my shirt, get away. It's lookout mountain here. You know, you learn something. That's why they're the lookouts. Right. So, so we're up in the Appalachian mountains. Just want to get away with a couple of buddies, middle of the week, right on the river. And it's pretty, it's pretty nice. We got this, this little, uh, my, my brother keeps calling it the broke back mountain pad up here in the mountains. Three is your dudes. brother, is your brother with you? No, no. He just, he just likes to make fun of me. And uh, you went to the game last night? Went to the game last night. The Chattanooga Lookouts were playing the Mississippi Braves, which I find interesting. The Braves AA affiliate just keeps the same name. Yeah, there's there's a, a couple different squads like that. Wild game. The, the Lookouts win. The Lookouts game's 2-2 headed into the 10th. The Braves put up a two-spot. The lookouts win five to four on a walk-off single. Wow. They put up three runs in the bottom of the 10th. And the guy who did it, his name is Bird. B-Y-R-D. Wow. He's like this stoner-looking dude from California. We loved him the whole game. He's a first baseman. He looks like total So I thought you were going to tell me he looks like a, a character from Ozark. He looks like one of the birds just drinking his cup of coffee with two hands <laughs> and staring out, staring out the window. Brandon, you would have loved this dude. So he's their first baseman. He's been there for a while. He played at Cal. He's been the minors for eight years. So poor guy, he, he, he's not making it. Yeah, I love it. Like you love it. First baseman, real long hair, total burnout looking guy. He became our favorite player throughout the game. And sure enough, they're down one. The base is juiced. Bird comes up, smacks an opposite field line drive single. The lookouts win. 
and his the girl- lookouts win. The lookouts win. And <laughs> look his- out, everybody. Here come the lookouts. And his girlfriend, we figured it was his girlfriend. This, this, there's an attractive girl. She had moved up. We, we identified the player's girlfriend section. She had she was dressed like a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Nice. Good like job, she had, bird. She had a she had a, a Cubs hat on, like a jean jacket, long legs, and like white cowboy boots. And we figured it was Bird's girlfriend because she moved. We were sitting three rows right back at home plate, and she moved up towards the end of the game and she was started video. And we're like, whose girlfriend is that? Oh, it's Bird's. I love Bird. What's up, babe? Sup? Sick jean jacket, babe. Where'd you get that? Go to Forever 21 today? Sick. They did, they had something pretty cool, Prano. The the team, one of their jerseys, and they're wearing it last night. They just say Nuga. N-O-O-G-A. Why? Chattanooga. Oh, okay. Nuga. Yeah. So they they just go short with that. But old ballpark. My, Mikey, where's Mikey, who is now dirty sports? My brother. He's he's gonna be excited to hear that. He has a good friend named Nuga. Really? What's up, Nuga? <laughs> I see, I see. Well, he uh the the ballpark was older. They built in like 2000, but I don't know, cool little city, man. No big fanfare, which I found interesting, which you normally see at minor league games. They did some stuff, but we were discussing it reminded us of a spring training game. Crowd not really into it until the end, probably 50% full, but just people watching baseball. Nothing love it, nothing crazy, nothing wild like some of these other minor league teams. I mean, they do the stunts during the game, but nothing way. Now, and I, I'm assuming that you're not in an entire, I'm, I'm assuming the uh, broke back house isn't not everybody's sober, right? Correct. So, Talk to me about the minor league Nuga, Tennessee lookouts, beer prices. Very respectable. I believe it was. I looked actually. I believe it was $3 for a 16 ounce beer. No. Did you say reasonable? How about like I'm moving to Chattanooga? $3. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Dude, it's eight dollars for a Miller Lite now in just like bars in Los how Angeles. How much? How much was that Miller Lite beer last night? Three dollars for sixteen ounce. He says maybe four fifty. St- still reasonable. Yeah, it, I it mean was- ball ballpark beers. I mean at the major league level now. Obviously, I was just at City Field. I don't know, eighteen bucks or something. Yeah, it it, it was very reasonable. You would have loved it, dude. There was this guy sitting in the front row. Talk about beers and eating. He was wearing an America jersey. Just America. Literally. I mean, this guy was probably 350 pounds. One of the biggest men I've ever seen. Just just bit, like, and I don't mean just, just like. Just championship patches. World War One champs. World War Two champs. I was fascinated. We were giant Vietnam co-champs. So the, so the excuse me, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> so the front of the Jersey, it's a giant button down. 
baseball jersey. The front says USA across it, and there's a giant statue. There's a giant Statue of Liberty picture on the front. The back for the name just says America. Dude had a United States of America jersey. And this man was crushing the lookout's food and the lookout's beer. Just just going to town? Just going to town. Pretty amazing. I was very happy to see Miller Lite was present at the lookout's game. The gentleman next to me drinking a nice cold Miller Lite. He was a Braves fan. That's great. Honestly, if you're a minor league ballpark, there's so, so many minor league ballparks that, uh, you know, I'm not even really that close to getting all the major league ballparks. The idea of getting all the minor league ballparks is insane. There's just too many. So I'm absolutely limiting myself to only the ones that serve Miller Lite. If you don't serve Miller Lite, I'm not coming. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, last night was a perfect night for a game. You know, it was a little hot. It was like 80, but nice cold Miller Lite. Again, the guy next to me, he was there with his girl. They were drinking Miller Lights together. I, I looked at her. I looked the, at her. The, I looked the at foundation her. for a strong relationship, in my it, opinion. It is. I looked at her and I said, you know, it only has 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. She's like, that's exactly why I'm drinking it. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad you knew that. It's, it's a delicious beer. It's not watered down like all the other beers. As we know, Joe, it's the OG, the original light beer. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Um, but to kind of wrap it up, you know, an older stadium. I like it. You know, it's, it's an interesting city. It's, it's, it's just, this, you know, it's like, I don't know, normal American city, but. I, I, I dig these games. I don't know, Joe. Like, I dig these games. They're fun. You get to sit close. Take a guess what our tickets were. Third row, right back at home play. $40. $13. What? Yeah. Third row, right back at home play. $13. Well, I mean, what does first row cost? That's a great question. And then also, how are people sitting anywhere else? Like, what are the other tickets cost? People just getting in for a dollar. That's what I couldn't figure out. So, like in front of us, there were two people, and there were like eight empty seats next to them. I don't know, but you know, maybe you got, season tickets. Yeah. Did you see the thing about the Reds running out of beer that I sent to you and Tug? Oh yeah. So even when the Reds try to do something right, they fuck up. Well, the they you know what's what's so sad about that is like I understand you do, you know if you do if you do this promotion, unlimited beer and hot dogs or whatever it is, uh, and you and you have fifty thousand people at the ballpark. It's like how do you stack a million beers for the day? How do you stack you know five hundred thousand hot dogs? Right. Yeah. Well, well, there's there's what eight thousand people at the game. Yeah, I know it's wild. So the Reds trying to get people into the game on Tuesday. They did three dollar beers and two dollar hot dogs. They ran out of twelve ounce beers, so the beers were twelve ounce for three bucks. So 
luckily they were smart enough to then allow the 16 ounce beers to be three bucks. Nice. Look, nice. I'll, look, I'll give, I'll give the rest credit. What did I say all along? You got to lower the prices. I'll give them credit for doing that. You just got to have enough cups. Yeah. But you're right. It, it, what, what is this for? 10, 11, 12,000 people? Maybe. Yeah. Again, my argument always is, why can't they do this every game? Well, because they figured out the price point of what makes them the most money. Sure. It, and and I understand that, but I always think that that is a that that even figuring that out, figuring that number out is a short term thing. It's like, how much can we charge per beer that makes us the most money? It's like, well, if we charge twelve dollars a beer, this many people buy it. If we charge more than that, it greatly reduces the number of people buy it. If we charge less than that, you know, more people buy them, but we don't make the same amount of money in the difference. But here's what I would argue. I get that. That's capitalism at its finest. Find that perfect price point. But when you go to a ballpark, let's say, let's say pricing the beers for $2 less, you make a little bit less money, but people get more beers and they enjoy themselves more. They're more likely to come back as a return customer 100%. and do it and do it all over again. Yeah. I've talked about this before. There was a, there was a little deli around the corner from my place in Brooklyn. There was a great, there was an incredible bagel, Brooklyn bagel spot. Um, but I would go to the bagel place once a week. And I would go to the incredible little deli that did $3.50 breakfast sandwiches with a cup, a small cup of coffee every day. Every day. Because I was like, in the long run, I'm fucking saving money. It's like, how much better is the bagel sandwich? Uh, significantly, but not so much that I want to pay for it every day. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it'll change, but again, miners is kind of the answer you see. And, and even just like, you know, I went to the gift shop. I bought this shirt. I had this hat. Shout out to Dirtball Randy, who had sent this hat a few years ago. Randy, but not Ruther. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like even the gift shop. Like this was a $25 baseball shirt. Like to me, that's reasonable. Much, much more reasonable than if you went into a major league stadium and got a shirt. I don't know, but the Reds seem to be winning, which is cool since I left. It's like I leave town, they start winning series. Yeah. Makes, makes sense. But uh, I want to talk some NBA. I did full disclosure. I told you for the show, I did not get to see last night's two games because I was at the game and, you know, out. The second one really didn't matter. I did get home. It was the third quarter, but it didn't matter. So, uh, yeah, but you get, you get home in the third quarter of that Warriors Grizzlies. I mean, out of the gate. I, well, first of all, I think maybe the Joe Prano curse of not being able to win two consecutive uh, NBA playoff bets this year. I'm, I'm just. I've talked about this with everybody who will listen the past couple of days, including Tug yesterday, who I golfed with. Um, this is killing my gambling year. I, and, and I'm not even, I'm not, like I said, I'm not even losing a ton of money, but like my whole gambling, you know, circus tent is built around the NBA playoffs poll that is me making money. It, it, it gives me money to bet, you know, 
late uh, in the year, early, what I should say is early next season football games. You know, it gets me through. I cannot win two back-to-back games. Crush, crush it yesterday. Bucks money line and Bucks point spread to start the day. Tug and I were talking about it at golf yesterday. Celtics minus five and a half for that game. It seemed crazy. We couldn't figure it out. I doubled down on both of those. And then I was like, well, Warriors only minus four and a half to close this out without jaw. I, I didn't consider the fact that Steve Kerr was out with COVID, but minus four and a five. I hate to go back to an old dirty sports uh, football spread joke, but 44 and a half. I think he meant 45. It was, it was supposed to be Warriors plus 45. What happened? Insane. They uh, out of the gate. They just the the to this moment since tip off, the Warriors have not gotten a stop. The Warriors have not gotten a stop. Do you think that's I mean, just hey, we're up three one? We have a few games to close this out. We're traveling across the country. Our coach isn't here. It's just a complete lapse. I honestly, I don't Jaws know. not playing. Yeah, I don't know, but that you've got to, you've got to. I mean, I know it's it's three two now, and I don't think that the Grizzlies come back and win this series. But if the Grizzlies were going to come back and win the series, this is how you would do it. You well, would go. Well, that's the hey, thing. Like, hey, next game. Yeah. Hey, fuck, fuck this team. They can't stop us. They can't stop us without our best player. They can't get a single stop. And then they're turning the ball over nonstop. Yeah, they're turning the ball over, but they, but they just, they, they legit. It was just guys driving to the basket, making threes, like, like just grabbing offensive rebounds. Like the Warriors just never got to stop. There was never a chance for them to pull closer because they never once got to stop. Yeah, it was. I was. It was. I mean, it was over three minutes into the game when they've played two games with Mike Brown, and they haven't looked good in either game. And he just got a head coaching job. Of course, the Kings would hire him. Yeah. And I'm not saying these two games are a hundred percent reflection of him. As but a also coach. like, what, what are we talking about? Mike He's Brown, such a retread hire, such a retread hire. Uh, uh, I mean, n- no, no real great coaching Success. performances. Yeah. And then this, I said yesterday, if I was Mike Brown, I would, I would have left mid game. And moved to some place where they don't televise basketball. Yeah. And just lived out my days. Sure. You know, with a big hat and sunglasses on. Going to witness protection. But the first game was good. First game was incredible. Great game. Full meltdown by the Celtics at the end. I really don't understand. Um, the Cel- this is now a few games in a row or a few games throughout the series where they're putting the ball in Marcus Smart's hands in crunch time. Like a lot significantly. Now, Jason Tatum's in in full, you know, sort of Kobe mellow, like, you know, volume shooter mode. I think he was 12 for 30 or 14 for 30 or something like that. Um, so he's scoring a lot of points on a lot of shots. But him, but he's he made he made a couple of like crazy shots late in the game. 
and, and you've got Jalen Brown. I mean, sometimes I think you overthink it when you go like, oh, what we're going to do, we're going to get to the guy that you don't think is going to get it. It's like, how many games in a row are you going to go to Mark Smart? I mean, there's a lot of issues. I mean, they fully met, melt down, melted down. They were up 14, like relatively late in the game. Um, and I was like, man, I was sitting there going, man, my NBA betting is just like a curse this year. And then they come all the way back and win. Um, and, uh, you know, incredible performance by the bucks to just keep it close and to take, take the game late. I mean, huge offensive rebound at the end, uh, huge defensive plays by them. Like as the game, like seemingly was getting out of control. Um, but all in all, like the, the Celtics also just had to blow it. Yeah. I mean, Giannis goes for 40. Drew Holiday with, uh, you know, a huge block and then a huge steal and another huge steal, like all, all like late in the game. I mean, Drew Holiday, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the third best player in this series at this point. Are they getting Middleton back if they advance? I don't know. I don't know his status. They're going to need him back. Although you look around right now, who doesn't look kind of suspect? Yeah, no one's dominated this playoffs. This this is what's I think making my gambling uh, fall apart here is like it's not even forget dominate. There's not even like there's not even a team that you really have confidence in on any given night. Yeah, the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors just lost by fifty points. Yeah, I would have said them. Miami obviously has been very hit or miss. Now Miami waxed them the other night. Yeah, but then my like, you know, did, does Miami win tonight? You know, like I've no like how, how do you beat a team by fifty again? Another team you beat them by forty points going into tonight. I don't even know if they win the game. Yeah, I mean, what was the final? Yeah, they won by thirty five. Yeah, and tonight. Philadelphia is a two-point favorite. <laughs> sure. No, exactly. Blowout or close game. And then the Suns. Wait, I mean, which which team left do you have the most confidence in? I would have said the Warriors. Maybe, I would the, say, maybe the Bucks I, now. I would say the Bucks simply because they're in the hardest. They, they have the toughest matchup right now. They're up 3-2. Their their backs against the wall. They're coming back from, you know, they're coming back late in games. Because the Warriors, dude, you can't look like that. I I just I'll just straight up say it. Like I don't really think that you're a championship contender if if you can lose a game like that. Even though it's just one game, it's just one game without the other team's star player. When you have them down three one, but again, they they played well this season. They were twenty and five without John Morant. Yeah, I know. Okay, and twenty-five and I, without John Morant is uh, is different than winning a game by fucking, you know, losing a game by forty. Sure. If you're the Warriors in a series where you just played these teams, this team four games in a row. Yeah. It's not like yeah, twenty and five. They 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 beat up on the Kings and they beat up on you know whatever. You go around the league, you get guys on back to backs. You get whatever. Like yeah, they're a good team, no doubt about it. I mean, they're the two seed. 
What did the TNT crew? Did they have to say anything about that game? Did you see I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't watch any post game. I was okay. out. I, I was out at a bar. I can only imagine. I was out at a bar watching all the games, watching some baseball, watching some hockey, watching some hoops. A little hockey in Joe Prano's life, huh? Well, you know, a lot of my friends are Rangers fans, and uh, I so. I say I have no clue. I literally have no clue who's what seed. I I'm so out of the hockey loop. I couldn't tell you a single team who's in the my playoffs. favorite. My favorite thing about hockey, and I tweeted this last night, and obviously this has always been a thing, but I feel like it's like just next level now. Is these guys are on sharpened blades, basically skating fully out of control, just sliding around out of control the whole game. But the second the goalie gets the puck, if somebody 40 feet away slides in the direction of the goalie, a, a small bar fight breaks out. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like unbelievable. They're all whacking each other with sticks. You can punch the goalie or whatever, but once, once the whistle blows, they all do this thing. It's like, it's such a, like a tough guy at the club thing. You want to go? You want to go? You want to go? <laughs> like, okay. We do this every time there's a puck stoppage by the goalie. Where are we at in the hockey playoffs? What round? I have no first clue. round. We're first just round. in the first round. Yeah. Who's the favorite? Uh, who, look who you're talking to, Andy. I, who's the favorite? I have no idea. I mean, the best teams in both uh, the, you know, the Florida Panthers had the most points in the Eastern Conference and the Colorado Avalanche the most in the West. I mean, who won last get... year? Tampa? Sure. <laughs> should we get a should we get should we get a hockey no, correspondent no, on no, the phone? No, no. Well, I'm putting out a call. Hockey correspondents. I did get a direct message from Jacob Faith recently. Oh, how's he doing? It's good. Former former dirtball hockey correspondent who got a tattoo of dirty sports on his ass and then has since removed it. Yeah. That's like that to me is like the evolution of a human, like yeah. maturing. He's like, hey, I got the DS logo, the old logo, by the way, the shittiest logo we've ever had. Yeah. Like the, the original. original. He got that on his ass and he got it removed. Like we're watching him grow as a man. And I heard he's gonna be handling the accounting for dirty sports soon. So like it's like it's like the evolution of his place. I feel like we need to take the logo to, to the next level. I feel like we need a interlocking DNS. And maybe our only merch should just be like DS fitted hats. Like real proper baseball hats. I could I could rock a DS fitted. Yeah. That's what you I'm need. A, more I'm, hats. A, I'm gonna look into this. Oh, tell me about it. So many goddamn hats. Like, do you have a hats you haven't worn forever? And you're like, why do I have these? I have hats that I haven't worn forever, but no hats do I go. Why do I have these? None. Not a single hat. You say I should just give this to the poor. I think I've given away some hats over the I mean, I know I've given away some hats over the years. Um, I, a, a few years ago, I think I put. 12 or 15 hats in a box and shipped them to my nephew. And it was just like, these are out of the rotation. Wow. So you're, 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 it's like a family gift going through the lineage. Yeah. I will gift you these hats. I had a hat stolen from me. 
in Mexico when I was there for spring break. One of the wildest things that ever happened on the top of my hat. He just yanked it off and took off. What kind of hat was it? It was a company that I don't want to mention by name, an alcohol company. It's a fitted hat. They are based in St. Louis, Missouri. It was like a good uh, drinking yeah, hat. Yeah, fuck that hat. Yeah, I agree. But and you've been better for it ever since. He stole it off the top of my head and took off like into the woods or wherever. We, this was one of those. This was like a spring breaker, dude, or this was like a cartel member? This was like a cartel member. So so it, it was one of those drinking island things where you, you'd hop on a boat. I was in Mazatlan, Mexico, and you go to an island and they do all those stunts and like, I think I've told this story. One of the things was you, you'd hang from a bar and see how long they could get you to not hang. And literally a girl sure. started, a girl just started going down on a guy. Like mm-hmm. I'll get him to stop hanging. Literally. We were like, are we watching this? Like that was her move instantly. It was like, Hey, you think you can hang long enough if I start sucking you off? And uh, it was on that Island. Cause there was, you know, some trees and, like an like an, an enclosed area and it was like by that we were kind of just walking around me and my buddies this dude came out of nowhere took the hat and just bolted into the brush like an aborigine took my hat and just took off aborigine would that be a technical title sure is that is that is that reserved strictly for australia i think so okay so i'm wrong in saying that what do you think the locals thought? Like, what, what are these white spring breakers doing? Wait, wait, this guy's hanging from the monkey bars, getting a blowjob. Like, what are they thinking? They're probably like, yep, spring break again. <laughs> Today, we steal 100 hats. Tomorrow, we start our Etsy store. <laughs> you know what was pretty wild about the game? Who are you trying time? to get crazy with, Etsy? <laughs> Don't you know I'm loco? Uh, you know what's even better? You made that reference. I was just listening to Cypress Hill. I was literally just listening to them this week. You know what was wild about the game last night that I'm just thinking of for some reason? And I thought of you and I thought of your brother. We were right by the, the lookouts dugout. Or no, the visiting team dugout. I'm sorry. Fans in back of the dugout, instead of walking in front of that row, would walk on the dugout around. And the security didn't care. The whole game. They would just plop on top of the dugout and walk around. What was the netting situation? Oh, dude. Entire stadium, Joe. Entire stadium. But what's wild about that stadium is it's right by the freeway. I'm talking right in back of home plate. They have nets outside the stadium on the side so they don't hit cars. It's that close. But yeah, nets... All the way around, and they did a wild thing. Kids got to run the bases last night after the game. Dude, the game got over at ten thirty. My yeah. buddies and I were like, "Who, who are these parents who, <laughs> who are keeping their kids up all night?" Like, yeah, you get to run uh, around the bases at school tomorrow. But uh, I thought the dugout thing was wild because it reminded me when we went to the Giants Mets games. Yeah, your brother kept being like, "What would happen if I stood on top of the dugout?" And we were like, you'd get tackled by security and yeah. arrested. And he kept being like, really? That would happen? He's like, but the SEAL's doing it. I'm like, yeah, it's the mascot of the team. <laughs> There's guys in the dugout, though. Those are players. <laughs> that one guy's like out on the field with a ball. 
That's the pitcher, John. So let John know if he wants to walk in a dugout, he just needs to come to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it's pretty acceptable down here. Yeah. <laughs> so you still lean towards the Bucks as the team you have the most faith in. I mean, I, I just don't know how not to. They're, they're, yeah, they're only up 3-2. It's been a back-and-forth series, but I think that's the best two quality opponents in a series. Yeah. And, and they're winning road games, and they're coming back late against a good team, and they're scoring against a good defensive team. I just, you know, I just can't. I, I, yeah, I would have them as my pick to win it all right now because I just don't have a ton of confidence or see a ton of consistency in anybody else. Um, I, I mean, right now, I kind of feel like it might be a repeat of last year's finals. I was just going to say. I think, the, I think the Mavs have a chance to you know, make that a series because... Uh, you know, I just don't think the Suns have been that consistent either. And I think that, you know, obviously having the best player on the court always gives you a great shot. But uh, without Ja, I don't see, and I, and I know it's hard saying that coming off a 40-point win, but I don't see them, you know, coming all the way back in this series. And what the Warriors showed me last night makes me think that they're suspect. Well, here's the crazy part, not just last night. The Warriors... On Monday, we're losing that game for 47 and a half minutes. That was a great yeah. game, right? 47 and a half minutes, and they come back at the end to beat Memphis. But my point is, you can make the argument, and it's actually not even a crazy argument. They've dominated the last, they should be up three to two. Yeah. Yeah. Without Sean Moran. But without John Moran, they're not going on to win a championship. No. Let alone if they get out of the series, which they probably won't. If the Warriors come out slow again and Memphis is in that game for the first quarter, I think, I, I, I mean, I could see that. I could really could see them losing again. You would think they won it because they're at home. I hate them playing in San Francisco. I really do. I just hate it. They always played in Oakland. That area in Oakland is such a dump, though. I know, but it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's a different vibe. You know, it's you're in San Francisco and it's all these expensive seats and you're in downtown. It's just, it's just different. I don't know. I get it. Dude, I, I, I know I keep mentioning this, but God, the more I read Three Ring Circus, it is absolute. You mentioned Kobe earlier briefly. It is amazing that nobody talks about how Kobe Bryant was arguably, again, I'm just through his first four years, the worst teammate of all time. It blows my mind that no one, like, no one talks about how shitty a teammate Kobe Bryant was. You talk about being a Michael Jordan truther, being a Kobe Bryant truther. Read this book. Dude, Jordan hung out with his teammates, Jordan played cards. Jordan engaged with guys. Kobe literally isolated himself from the entire team. Next level. You know, the thing about Kobe that's amazing is Jordan. Okay. He hung out with guys. He played cards, whatever. He punched dudes in the face. He was an asshole as well. Like, sure. Uh, 
but there was a there was like a full on propaganda campaign built around Michael Jordan that to this day but still was with what was with Kobe too. That's what I'm uh, learning. But, but I but I'd argue I'd argue that Kobe like it was never really that hidden like. You, you didn't have to be some basketball diehard to be like, oh, Kobe Bryant's a, a selfish, ball-hogging piece of shit who ran the guy who won three NBA Finals MVPs out of town. Like, this is all out there. The idea sure. that anybody is like a Kobe stan is it's crazy. Wild. It's, it is wild to me. So I just read a part in the book where... Phil Jack, we're, we're at Phil Jackson's first year with the Lakers. So Kobe and Shaq have played three seasons together before this year. So we're in the fourth year, which they do win the title. Phil's first year, they win three in a row. Phil's first three years with the Lakers. Anyway, they're in Chicago, and it starts out great because Kobe was so obsessed. I don't think people realize the obsessiveness with Jordan when they hired Phil. Kobe loved it. And Kobe literally brought Sacred Hoops, his first book, because he's the guy who coached Jordan. And he was all obsessed. So they're in Chicago that year, Phil's first year. So after the game, he's like, I want Kobe to meet Michael off the court. They played against each other. I want him to meet him off the court because I think it'd be good, blah, blah, blah. And it says this in the book. They go, they go to a separate room. Jordan's smoking a cigar. They're hanging out. They meet. He's like, Phil's like, hey, I want you to hang out with Michael. Talk to him. Like, I think you guys are similar as far as what you went through and changing the offense. And the first thing Kobe said to Jordan, I mean, it's wild. The Jordan's retired at this point. The first thing he says to him is, I can beat you one-on-one. And in the book, it says, Jordan looked at him and he goes, you should. I'm 36 and you're 20. But like that was his mindset was like, I can beat you one on one was the first thing he said. And they say Jordan just laughed at him and goes, yeah, I know you can. I'm 36. You're 20. You're in your fourth year in the NBA. Like you're a fucking lunatic. That's that's your first thing you say, hanging out with your idol. I can beat you because I'm so competitive. I'm the black mamba. I got the edge. I can beat you. I, I, you know what my favorite part about this is? You just did the Max Scherzer voice. Now you get it. Now you get it. Yeah, I'll fucking, I'll kick your ass one-on-one. Don't fucking touch me. It's all like all that whole thing. It's like, that's why I hate that's That's why I hate the, that whole attitude. It's like, dude, you know, you just want to be like this. What an honor. You're my thing. You know what I mean? But you've convinced yourself like, this is the thing you do. He's a super competitor and I'm a super, I'm going to say I fucking beat him one-on-one. Don't touch me. You're like, all right, enough. Yeah. Like, like what are you doing? It's all, it, anyway, uh, I can't reiterate it off. If you want to really get into the, the bones of his career, at least the early part. And I, maybe love the, th- I also love Andy Ruther's just coming a Jeff Perlman stand. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Dude, I, I can't put it down. I was so the other night I was baked out of my mind the first night we got here. You know, Mr. Five Milligram Edibles did seven and a half that night, everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Figured he was in the woods, couldn't hurt anybody out here. 
Yeah. Full Tony Romo bachelor party. Seven yeah. and a half, half milligrams. You and your buddies playing fucking hide and go lookout in, in Chattanooga. Yeah. Seven and a half milligrams. And I was so baked. Like next level baked. Are we losing a little service here? How's You're it getting a little choppy. Okay, yeah. So are you a little. Anyway. You're getting a little choppy over here. Anyway, I tried to read the book before bed. I've never tried to read Baked Out of My Mind. That did not go well. Tried to read before bed. <laughs> I forgot how to read. It's not that I forgot how to it's like, read. It's like one of those 911 9-11, 9-11, <laughs> 9-1-1 calls. <laughs> One of those nine eleven calls. Oh my god! No, a nine one one call. It's like, hello. I think I've been poisoned. They're like, what? What's wrong, sir? I can't read. I forgot how to read. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. I'm going to pose this question on the show, and then we're going to move on to some football stuff. You brought up nine one one call. We're driving back last night, and I'm talking. We're up in the mountains. You know, it's a basically a one lane road where. You're up there and it's like 10 miles of just windy roads. It gives me nausea every time we do it. Anyway, my buddy says to me, what would you do if someone came running out of the woods? So how it works is when you're driving, like as we're driving back, the Tennessee river's on our left. There's woods. Again, we're going up a mountain. The river winds through the mountain. He goes, what would you do if someone ran out all bloody? Do you stop? Yeah, of course you stop. What are you really? talking about? What else would you do? There's a part of me that thinks you're being set up. I don't know if I'd stop. Dude, we're in like back country. I'm just saying, Prano, I think it'd be different if you saw this. We're in like deliverance. We're staying in like I understand, but what's area. the again, what's the game plan here? There, there's a there's a crew of fucking Tennessee deliverance folks in the woods covering themselves in pig's blood so they can steal your iPhone. Or murder you. What, what are you think there are people that are just like murdering for fun out there? I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd stop. I feel eerie at night driving up this mountain. My buddy said, if it's a woman, I stop. If it's a guy, I don't know. And I felt to agree with that. No, I stop. You 100% stop. Yeah, I mean, I assess the situation, but I'd stop. Yeah. How do you know that person isn't, isn't, there's not like a Jason type killer around the area or a black bear? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, if there's a black bear, this guy got away, right? And now, so now I need the help of somebody who's been attacked by a bear. How do I know that there's not a horror movie killer running around in a fucking hockey mask? I guess I'm going to take my chances with that. That's one. what I was thinking. When's the last time you had a, heard a news story about? A mass murderer killing people by a lake. I don't know, man. Somebody running out in the middle of the road, 10, 30, 11 at night, all bloody. I feel like it's a setup. And next thing you know, I'm dead and I'm fish bait and I'm bare fucking meat. You know? You would just do it? Just bare fucking meat? Is that where, is that? It's meat, a bear, bear meat. Uh, meat that a bear just fucks. Do black bears <laughs> attack humans, by the way? I don't know. Because like we're in black bear country, but they say black bears don't attack as much as like grizzly bears. 
Okay. So that's good. I don't know. Mostly because they're, uh, they don't have as much mobility in their arms because they're wearing a jacket with all the NBA teams on them. See what you did there. See what you did there. Well, we have big news in the NFL world the past few days. Tom Brady will become Fox's top commentator to replace Troy Aikman after he retires. Yep. I saw your tweets. I looked at them this morning. Going hard at my boy. I would not go. I'm, I didn't even feel like well, I was I going hard. I mean, you're taking digs at the guy. I, I took digs at the guy by referencing actual things from his career. I think this is huge for them. They lose Aikman. This is going to be huge. We'll see how Brady is in the booth, but it's an upgrade as far as getting people to care, I think. People are going to watch regardless. Is, is there anybody who's like a non-football fan that's tuning in for Tom Brady commentary, though? I just, I just think these broadcaster deals are out of control. Especially the standard broadcast deal. I just don't believe that that's drawing anybody in. I don't think it's making anybody do anything. Now, the Manning cast is a separate thing. You're now you're now opening up a whole secondary revenue stream by having these guys there. But like do, do you think that the money that they paid Tony Romo or the money that they paid Drew Brees, have they seen a return on it? I just and now they're going to play pay Tom Brady even more than that. Like I just don't see I just don't see it bumping up ratings in any way. Holy shit. I didn't realize how much he was getting. 10 year, 375 million. Yeah. Wow. Also, how much does Tom Brady hate his family? Well, I thought that as well. But again, I've argued all these guys, all these former, not all of them, but a lot of these former players and former coaches, they just can't. Like, give it up. I tongue, I tongue kiss my son six times a year. What what else does he need from a dad? I think he's going to be good. I'm sure he's going to be great. And I like Kevin Burkhart. I like the pair. Burkhart's good. I think he's good at football. He's good at baseball. I think it's a great pairing. A very white booth, I will say. Then again, Romo and Buck were pretty white. Yeah. I don't just mean like color-wise. I just mean like personality-wise. Yeah, like very white. Yeah. So does that mean this is Brady's last year? I, I don't know. I mean, the, the way that it was reported, it says whenever he finishes. Not even doing a year off. He hasn't even built in a year off. Yeah, it does make you think, how much does he really not want to be around his family? Because it's the same thing, right? It's not as much, but you're still watching game film. You're still game film. You're going on the road. You're studying all this stuff. You're doing your homework. You have the pre-production meetings. You have all the other things it entails. Look at all the other greats. The greats don't normally, we're talking, Brady is the greatest of all time or argues the great. The greatest don't normally go into the booth. Right. Michael Jordan didn't go into the booth. Joe Montana didn't go into the booth, did he? No. No, not that I remember. You don't normally see that. 
Magic did. Magic did. But again, like Magic's never been argued as like the greatest of all time. He's up there. He's right up there. I did watch the Apple documentary on Magic. Did you? I did not. They really gloss over the sex stuff, which is hilarious. Like they cover the HIV stuff and the sex stuff, but not really. According to his wife, which is the wildest take I've ever seen. Cookie claims she didn't know he had girls in every city. It was fucking nonstop for 12 years. Because he didn't marry her until 91. Right. And she and he found out he had HIV like a couple months after they got married. She claimed she had no idea on that. And I, I just I, I laughed out loud when she said that. Yeah, it, it, it just seems like it's a you know, this is this is the new this is the new era we're in of sports entertainment is like a Magic Johnson produced documentary about Magic Johnson, a Michael Jordan produced documentary about Michael Jordan, a Tom Brady produced documentary about Tom Brady. We're that, you know, the 10 part Derek Jeter documentary that's coming out by Jeter by respect with the number two productions. It's going to, it's going to, but again, it's it's not going to mention that he's the worst defensive shortstop that ever walked planet. That's what's crazy. Now, Magic's not technically a producer on this, but two of the main producers are Magic Johnson Enterprise employees. So his right. actual company right. did produce it. But again, the common person, I don't think, does the homework. I always look. Who's producing this? Who's writing this? Who's in charge of this? There's got to be some angle or spin. And you're right. It is pretty amazing. Now these stories are not being told by an unbiased party. They're being told by themselves. Right. It's the difference between a biography and an autobiography. 100%. And it was entertaining. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it's different than winning time. And I like to see some of the things in it, but he's also getting the final say, like you're saying. And dude, you, can, you, you can't gloss over. You can't gloss over. Your thing, and they focus a lot on the HIV and the work he did and all that, but you can't gloss over how you got the HIV. Well, I'm not sure he knows, but he knows, you know, the lifestyle that led to it. Sure. And I like magic. I'm not sitting here trying to take digs at magic. I think he's not only one of the greatest players. I've only heard good things. I used to work at a bar in... LA and a guy had done a lot of work at magic's house and he only had good things to say about him. He's the nicest guy. And I was the handyman and doing stuff like that. And he's takes care of you financially and he's nice and he's cool. So I've only heard good things, but come on, man. It'd be like me glossing over how fucking ridiculous I used to be. Like I was a train wreck. I was out of control. It would be the Andy Ruther documentary where one day you just decided you were going to be sober. Yeah. Like, and that's when I decided to turn my life around and get sober. A hundred percent. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the time you woke up in downtown LA bleeding from the ear? Yeah. And doctor said you had to be sober. No, you know, I found Jesus. Turn my life around. Yeah, this is, that's exactly what it would be. Did you see that Jags kicker Josh Lambeau is suing Urban Meyer for kicking him. Dude, this is nuts. Love to hear it. 
You fucking love to hear it. Former, I guess he's former, former Jags kicker Josh Lambeau filed a lawsuit against the team this week on Tuesday, alleging the former head coach created a hostile work environment. The team did nothing to stop it. He's claiming he violated Florida civil criminal and employment law concerning assault, battery, and workplace environment and further, furtherance of the employee's interest. Now, Lambo made $3.5 million last year. This is pretty crazy, though. Yeah, but he should fucking sue his boss. He should, he should sue a coach who kicked him. Because here's the thing. If he beat the shit out of Urban Meyer for kicking him, Urban Meyer would have sued him. The lawsuit alleges that the physical and verbal abuse impacted Lambo's ability to perform at the level he had during his previous six seasons. I love this. Fuck Urban Meyer. Really? Yeah. I don't like Urban Meyer, but I also just feel like we're, we're suing the guy. Like you're trying to get money out of this. You make three and a half million dollars last year. Well, I, Did you I really mean, have emotional distress from just? I think. A dick? I think. He I was think just a, a dick. I think there's a, a lot. I think there's a lot of different things. Like you know, maybe he takes that money and it goes to charity or whatever. Like you know. Uh, the the uh, New York Giants just Graham Gano and Thibodeau just did a deal for that the number five for him, and he like you know last year Jabiro Peppers wanted it and Gano wouldn't give it up, and Jabiro Peppers said he wanted too much money, and they they, they do a deal, and now Gano's giving all that money to charity, so it's like you know for a good point. To make a point, like I like to, I like him suing or Ur, suing Urban Meyer to make a point, not to make money, but to make a point. I'm an adult, you're an adult. The difference between me and you, I'm a professional athlete, you're an old ass piece of shit. I can't beat the shit out of you because you kick me and yell at me or whatever. And and the idea that you think that you can, no, fuck you. I'm gonna sue you. I like that. Okay, you 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 convinced me. From, from that angle. And I'm not a very like litigious person, but to prove a point, where's Urban Meyer go? I was, discuss- I was discussing this when I saw this lawsuit. I was discussing this with my buddies up here. Like we were saying, what's the move? He's he's only 57, Joe. So, you know, does does he will a TV let him back in in a few years? Does he go to does, a small? Does he go to a? Does small anybody school? give a shit what Urban Meyer has to say again from a TV standpoint? Like, I would just assume some football program that's desperate to turn itself around. You know, that's where he goes. Yeah, I agree. I don't think TV. He finds a small school. And then he just builds himself back up again. Again, he's only 57. And then by the yeah. time he's 62, he's coaching a power five school again. Like that's the move. So they're releasing football schedules today. Is it today? Dude, the NFL is wild. They've turned everything into a holiday. Uh, and, and I think this schedule thing is dumb. Can you just like, what, give, what are we doing here? Give us a schedule. Just give us a schedule. Like, stop. I hate this the schedule release. And then we have a whole show breaking down. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, the, the, 
as soon as you guys have the schedule, why don't you just release it? That way, you know, I can make plans to come see your games. I can plan tour dates around your games. I can make travel plans around your games. No, you're like dangling it out there, holding it over. It's like, ugh, I want to support you guys. And you're fucking making it hard. Yeah. A little nibble here, a little nibble there. The release, the official release will be 8 p.m. tonight on the NFL Network. It is crazy. I mean, it's the number. I'm looking. I'm on Dirty Sports Twitter right now. It's the number 11 trend right now in the country, the 2022 NFL schedule release. Like, people all day are just anticipating. I am looking briefly right now, though the the top the hardest schedule from based on last year's opponent win percentage is the Rams. Again, based on how the teams performed last year, the Rams right. is the hardest. The Cardinals is the second hardest. The Bengals is the third hardest. The Bucks fourth hardest. The Niners fifth hardest. Right, because you had three NFC West teams in the playoffs last year, and so. They're all playing. Yeah. They're all playing each other twice. Then the Rams, who won the division, are playing a first place schedule. Otherwise, so yeah, that makes all, all make sense. Sure. And Bengals and Bucks both won their divisions. So they have a first place schedule. Yeah. What was that text Randy Ruther sent us about his about his scooter? He bought a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> with his Cincinnati Bengals earnings. Yeah, that's the most Randy Ruther thing I've ever seen. What I bought with my Bengals winnings. I'm going to have to get a sidecar to pick you up if any of you come to Phoenix. It's just like a, a little like scooter with a seat, little electric scooter. Randy, I can't believe you didn't get a uh, tiger stripes painted on it. Forget the sidecar. Why doesn't this thing have a tail? You know. When you ask, when you ask things like, "Yeah, who the schedule release?" Like he's that guy. Yeah. Like Randy Ruther's that guy who's Randy, right? Like he's tuning in to closely watch to see who, what, like what games the Bengals get on prime time, which they'll get a lot this year. That's going to be a crazy division, don't you think? It's going to be a crazy division, right? With Lamar coming back, now you have Deshaun Watson. Steelers are always competitive. That's going to be a wild division. Okay, we have a few calls. Do you want to get to the calls? I know we're going to keep it a little shorter today. You got shit to do. I'm sure on a a little vacay. Let's get to some calls. Okay. Mets Mets games already on here in the background. Little Mets day game. I think we have a prime TF. Uh, TMS candidate here. And I thought of this and now we have a call about it. Great. What's going on, boys? Tyler Nossi calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Uh, since about three years ago when Joe Prino literally fixed my life with uh, Dr. John Sarno's book, uh, Healing Back Pain, the Mind-Body Connection. Um, you know, when I see athletes and stuff with, with back injuries, Sometimes you can put the pieces together and know that it's fraudulent, that it's just TMS. Um, obviously, Tiger Woods. And Ben Simmons, too, right? I don't think you guys have talked about this. Dude had mental stuff, you now stress and anxiety. Now he's getting a, a back surgery for some herniated disc, which like 95% of the population has. 
Uh, seems a little fishy. Uh, Big Pussy and Sopranos, he had TMS most likely. You know, went down to, to Puerto Rico, and he went down when he was under there, he ate her out and shit. Great scene. Rest in peace, Big Pussy. Um, and also, Ruther, uh, last episode talking about how the townhouse drugged you and they drug people. When I was in L.A., December 19th, 2019, you offered to take myself, Twerks, Jesus, and Tug to townhouse, but we didn't go because the cover was like 35 bucks. Can you explain yourself, please? We ended up going to some Irish bar. Tug bar. <laughs> Ponhams are for uh, townhouse and... Uh, Big Pussy's uh, cop buddy, Skip Lapari, that dude was terrible, and he had a terrible lick. <laughs> well, we mentioned this on the show the other day. Yeah. We knew Townhouse drugged us, yet we all continued to go there. Yeah, it was a good bar. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a great bar. bar. I'm, a- I almost went there last night. It's a great bar. And instead, went to Jameson's, where you guys went with Twerks and Tug. That's, that's what I'm saying, Kyle. Like, we, we knew I was drugged there maybe twice. True story is I just started playing cash. That's what happened to me. Just started paying cash. As bad they, as it sounds, they drug almost, you for credit cards. Yeah, I almost felt like I forgot that they drugged me. Like it was never on the tip of my mind, like top of my mind. I think Ben Simmons is a prime TMS candidate. A hundred percent. He dated, didn't he date one of the Jenners for a while? Yeah, like, yeah. Like no, I mean that Kardashian yeah, stress. Ment- but I mean, we already had we had him missing games like mental, like. Yeah, a hundred. I would say one hundred percent TMS. Yeah, and for anybody like Kyle said, it's a jo- John Sarno, healing Dr. Back John pain. Sarno thing. Yeah, healing back thing. And and like you mentioned, it's like these these. This is what this is what people with back, you know, recurring back pain, do. They oh my back. I mean, it's it's nonsensical, honestly, that throughout you know modern history, people will be like. My back is out. And then it's just like out for a day and then you don't fix anything. And then it's back. Makes no and then, and then it goes out sense. again. Yeah. yeah. And then people are like, no, it's just what happens. Sometimes your back goes out and it's like, no, it doesn't. And then what happens is you go and you get, you know, a doctor to look at your back and they're like, oh, you got this slip disc. You got this fucking fused vertebrae. You've got blah, 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 which every single person basically on planet Earth has. And they just don't know about it because they don't get to go go get it looked at. And then it's like, oh, that, that must be it. That must be every time the Jenners bother me. My back goes out. Must be that slip disc. When I get traded to Brooklyn and the fans fucking scream at me that I'm not playing. That's why my back locks up. Get it yeah. together, Ben Simmons. No, well, Ben Simmons, prime TMS candidate. Absolutely. Good call, Kyle. Yeah, that needs to be more prevalent with athletes that book healing back pain i'm the same way lately i've been having some neck pain because he says in the book it'll move too right yeah i've I've battled the back pain the tms back pain and lately i've had the same thing oh suddenly my neck didn't hurt today oh wait but then it hurts again tomorrow because something came up and i'm stressed about something not hurt when you're on vacation hasn't hurt at all not a damn bit it might hurt if I if we see a snake again. There was a snake in the water. I would not. This is like water moccasin country, dude. Those fucking things are poisonous. Would you jump back in a river if you saw a snake in it? Absolutely not. I think my buddies are down there right now swimming. I'm not coming to Tennessee now because of that snake. You're talking about you're talking about bloody people coming out of the woods. I'm way more scared of snakes 
I, I wouldn't I would I would more likely help a bloody person running out of the woods if I saw a ski mat hockey mask guy with a chainsaw behind them than I would go near a lake that I know a snake is in. I agree. The snake, like the shark thing never creeped me out. Dude, my buddies came back yesterday and they're like, dude, we saw a snake by the dock in the water. And I was like, what? I was like, this, I don't want to fucking jump in the river today. Because snakes that can go in water. Creepy. You're watching that Mets game, aren't you? Yeah. Base hit. Bases loaded. Base hit. Two should come in to score. Marcana. The first inning, two RBI single, and the Mets lead two nothing. Trying to take this series to continue not losing a single series yet. All right, let's get a USFL call. Hey, Joe and Andy, it's number one dirt baller from South Bend, Indiana. Stephen Dermer calling. Uh, so I've just been thinking about this whole USFL and I, I'm I'm a huge football fan. I mean, every weekend I'm watching college football Saturdays, NFL on Thursdays, Sundays, Mondays. My wife hates it, but I've been trying to get into this USFL, you know, it's football and but god damn is that shit so fucking boring. I turn it on and I can't watch more than five minutes of it. I mean, there's no fans in the stands. The players are, I wouldn't even call them average. I mean, they're good, but that, these guys are nowhere near NFL caliber. And it, I just don't understand why they've tried to make this whole league and now it's just going to completely bust when nobody's going to the games. Nobody's really trying. I mean, Seems like I I don't think I've watched one game where I've known one player that has actually been decent or done anything worth a shit. But just want to see what you guys think about the whole thing. And thanks, guys. Stay dirty. I haven't watched a single down, and I won't. Me either. But here's what's crazy. I just looked it up. Dude, these primetime Saturday and Sunday games, they're still getting over a million viewers. Yeah. Like, like think about that in context. They're still getting over a million viewers, which would that'd be like one of the highest rated shows on CNN if, if that happened. Or a cable news show. Like, like that's what's crazy to me is a million people are still putting this on, even if it's background noise. Yeah. People love football. No, I haven't watched a single down either. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you're, you're catering to those million people that just like don't want to watch baseball or playoff football or playoff hockey, just like full on only football fans, football only fans. Why yeah. don't you just why don't you just sell pictures of football players feet instead? That's football. That's a better football only fans. Yeah. I know it, it. It's nuts to me. Like, who who are these million people? Like you said, who don't care about baseball, don't care about basketball, don't care about hockey, because that's a lot of these time slots that they're competing against. And who knows? The XFL is starting next year. Like, I don't. I just don't know. The attendance is terrible. XFL like, again? Yes. I just don't know how fiscally this works how financially 
they can make money or even break even. Nobody's at these games. The USL, USFL I did see is they're in cities that have NFL teams. That's what I never got. Not all of them, but some of them. Why, why are you in a city that already has an NFL team? Make your team Chattanooga or some shit. Yeah. I mean, how many of the guy wearing an American jersey? Not even American flag. He's just wearing an America jersey. Like, he's your market. But he likes baseball. But he clearly, he stayed the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know who your market is for that. By the way, the guy who did the announcing, I'm not trying to take a dig, but I am. The guy, um, the guy in the field at the lookouts game, you know, who's interviewing the kids for the games and all the stuff you do. Most days, it's like a young guy. This guy just looks so just beaten down by life. Like he was in a suit jacket and he was dressed kind of funny. And he's just like, oh, our special announcer for the lineup this inning is. And he gets some kid and the kid was so bad. He kept... They had the kid announce every batter, not just the first batter of like the third inning, every batter of the third inning. And he laughed every single time the kid said the name, just in the kid's face on the screen. To be fair, that guy's life's a bit of a struggle. He can't go anywhere without worrying about water snakes and horror movie murderers. (laughs) It's a pretty stressful area. Tell me about it, man. He's got crippling back pain because all the stress of avoiding murderers and snakes. I'm scared. I'm scared to go down to the dock today. Now, stop bringing it up. The minute this ends, we're gonna get this bad boy up and go out, go down to the dock. Andy Forbes just released their list of highest-paid professional athletes. Top ten. You want to guess them? Uh, the top two got to be soccer guys. Top um, three of the top four are soccer guys. Ronaldo, uh, Messi. Yep. Um, Neymar. I was going to say Neymar. Messi one, LeBron James two, Ronaldo three, Neymar four. Then we get two basketball players back to back, five and six. Those are Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant six. Curry five. Curry five. Okay. Curry five. Durant six. Roger Federer, seven. Canelo Alvarez, eight. Tom Brady, going to rise on this list in a few years when he's making TV money, nine. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, 10. Now, this is salary with endorsements? Yeah, but yeah. well, LeBron James isn't making $121 million from the Lakers. so Yeah, I'd love to see what these guys actually see, though, with... Uncle Sam and agents and lawyers. I mean, I'm not feeling sorry for them. I'd love to see what they actually net gain right there. Not, not surprising. What's number one? Is that Ronaldo? Uh, Lionel Messi, 130 million. 130 million. Man, I should have, I should have never quit soccer. Should have never given it up, man. That could be me. I could own this fucking mountain. Look out, mountain's mine, bitches. Okay. We have a call for you. Oh, boy. Here we go. 
I feel like you and the guy who calls himself Jew, he, he likes to he likes to poke you on the Mets. Okay. I didn't fully listen to it, to be honest, because it was right before the show that I was listening to these, but I'm going to play it. I just heard something about the Mets, so we'll see what he has to say. What's up, fellas? This is Jew. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some baseball. Uh, Joe, first question is for you. So as a uh, Mets fan who uh, obviously, you know, just like all Mets fans, just envy the Yankees so much. Um, I'm sure this year is really going to be hard for you. You know, the Mets are finally confident and doing really good, and the Yankees are uh, the best team in baseball. So my question for you is, if they, as a Mets fan, would you rather the Mets go to the World Series and lose to the Yankees in the World Series or the 100-loss team? Which would you prefer? Um, just the agony of losing in the World Series again to the Yankees, um, or just being a dog shit team and not even you know give a shit about them. And uh, Ruth, a question for you: um, Now that you've given up on the Reds, like you did the Bengals, what are your um, your top your your ten teams now that you uh, follow in baseball? Um, just let us know later. Wow, the digs at you with the Yanks, Joe. Well. Here's the thing with uh, Yankees fans. So, first of all, uh, obviously, I'd rather go to the World Series than be a 100-loss team. The Yankees went on a nice run there. Uh, Yankees started off kind of slow, and then the Yankees went on a nice run. They beat the Orioles, then they beat the Orioles, then they beat the Orioles, then they beat the Tigers, then they beat the Tigers, then they beat the Guardians, then they beat the Guardians, then they beat the Guardians, then they beat the Orioles, then they beat the Orioles, then they beat the Orioles, then they beat the Royals, then they beat the Royals. It's like, guys, you got, did you get, did you have 12 straight games against the worst four teams in baseball? Did you? In a row? Jew, put your money where your mouth is. I don't care about how many games were won in the regular season. I care about who goes further. I will wager, Jew. And I've said no more wagers with dirt balls. I will wait, but I will I will wager because I trust Jew has money. <laughs> that the Mets go further in the playoffs. Ooh. Further in the in the postseason. I the Mets will play further this year than the Yankees. Why? I'm sure beating up with your two true outcomes on the Orioles and the Royals and the Texas Rangers in your little league ballpark is nice, but that's not what wins championships. And you know that because you guys haven't won a championship since 2009. What wins championships is pitching. We got some, you don't let's fucking go. I like this. I like this little New York rivalry bet. Let's I love it. It's like, oh, so, so we're so envious of the Yankees. No, what we're envious of as Mets fans is that you guys always spent more than anybody else. And now you guys, I mean, our owner takes shits worth more than the Steinbrenner family. Our the, the New York Mets owner literally has art that no one knows what it is sitting in his front lawn. That's worth more than the New York Yankees franchise. So, oh, how the tables have turned. I am not, I have not given up on the Reds for the record. Remember, I said, I'm taking a year off. Let's see how this plays out. Hence, I'm going to see them, see their minors, dude. We, we already discussed with my buddies. 
Uh, we, we went to Chattanooga. I'm going to go to Dayton, which apparently has that. That's the single a team. They say it's, they sell out every game. They say it's like a triple a ballpark state of the art. And I'm going to go to Louisville where the Reds actual triple a team is. They have a huge stadium. It's like 13,000, which is big for minors. I, I'm just, look, I'm just going to say, I, I still, I still see every game as far as I don't watch. I look at the score. You know, I'm not giving like, like, I'm just saying, let's see how this plays out. Minor league games are fun, man. Like last night's game, I'm not just saying it's like I really, we really enjoyed that. It was a fun game, fun yeah, prices, great. and you're and you're, you're sitting right behind home plate for 13 bucks. Just, and it's just watching some baseball. It's just watching some baseball. And who can't love a stoner named Bird playing first base? Watch and out! You were at and you were at a minor league ballpark. You know everything's smaller, fan, you know seats, less seats, cheaper beer. You know everything. the The distance of the home runs is longer than Yankee Stadium, still though. But you know, it's not. They don't play in a minor league ballpark. They play in a little league ballpark. Shots fire. I don't know where you're at on social, but you should DM Joe. I want this bet solidified. I think this is a good dirty sports bet. I would side with Prano on this one too. I didn't realize that's who the Yankees beat in that big long win streak. And they got like six more games against the Orioles coming up. And then, uh uh-oh, is your 18 games against the Orioles for this season over? Yeah, 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. Give us a ring. Let us know what you think. Call in with any questions. You can also DM us. We're open in the DMs at The Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram or myself at Andy Ruther. I am at Joe Prano on all social media. Just posted a new clip on TikTok. New clip coming on Instagram soon when our boy... The former, the Nick D'Alessandro gets back to me with my edit. Uh, follow me at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter, where I'm still at Fix Your Life. I'm so glad you brought this up because I put this in the rundown and forgot to mention it. A couple of things I forgot to mention. One, speaking of Yankees fans, forgot to say this during the call. Talk about cucks. There was a cuck couple last night at the Lookouts Braves game. There was a couple sitting a few rows behind us holding hands during the game both wearing matching Aaron Judge Yankee jerseys at a Reds-Braves double-A game. Every single other person, no lie, in the stadium either had Reds or Braves gear or lookouts gear. That's Yankee fans for you. A a matching couple, Aaron Judge. I don't think he ever played for either of these affiliates ever. (laughs) Also, I was curious about the Saab Poodle Stadium, Hodgetown. So I was like, oh, I wonder how it compares to the stadium I went to last night, which was AT&T Park. Dude, you're not going to believe this. I go to the roster for the Saab Poodles. They now have a player named Nick D'Alessandro. No. <laughs> Swear to God. A third Nick D'Alessandro. What's going on with this? He's listed as, I'm looking at his baseball reference right now. He's listed as a catcher, left fielder, and right fielder. A third Nick D'Alessandro. What is happening? Is there like an AI glitch going on here? Yeah. 
just a, it's just, it's just a fit. If your last name is Delisandro, for some reason, Nick just fits. Yeah. Hey, plays for the Saudis. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Uh, I got some shows this week. Westside Comedy Theater tomorrow night. Uh, great show at our friend's Minimal uh, Minimal Golf Club. Now in Redondo, they have a half pipe. They have two golf simulators. They're putting, putting up a beautiful stage. They're making me a version 2.0 of our bag. And I'm going to throw this out there, Andy. Maybe raffle off my 1.0 bag to Dirt Balls. Maybe I do some... Maybe I sell some raffle tickets. Winner, oh. w- winner gets the original 1.0 version. Ooh, uh, uh, profits go to charity. We could do something, or, maybe, or we got something else in the works coming too. We can maybe partner with that. Tweet, DM, whatever. See, let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. You know, maybe like five or ten dollar raffle tickets, and then just we'll just draw a name. Winner gets the my my 1.0 bag, which obviously has my face on it. Comes with a speaker, solar panel. You know, filming pocket for our golfing endeavors. It's a little beat up. You know, I've I've put it through some good use of the last year, but it is, you know, so was the smut couch. People yeah. bought that. <laughs> yeah, they did. So come uh, come check out the minimal golf comedy show, emceed by the great Redondo local, former guest of the show, Chris Wild, uh, Janelle Draper will be on, Ali Colbert, Mike Falzone, myself. It's gonna be a great show this weekend, and then just follow. Uh, JoePrano.com for all my other dates. Lots of them coming up. All right. Well, we're doing it. I'm going to end this show on Central Time. Walk down the street loaded on Eastern Time. I'm not doing that because there's snakes and there's people who are serial killers. Not doing that. All right, guys. That is our show. Thanks for sticking around. We will be back on Monday as usual. So enjoy your weekend. And don't forget, stay Dirty.